0: What we do here is go back, 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 back. Okay, so it's either Cowboys' week takes or Micah's sweet, sweet jazz in the preview that'll put you right to sleep.
1: To the Raider Take podcast. I am Mike McDonald. With me as always is Andy McDonald. And the Chiefs may hate us, but there ain't no lie. The Raiders are three and two going into their bye bye bye. How are we doing, fellas?
0: Great. I mean that was like a combination of cat in the hat and in sync or whatever you want to call it. they yeah. didn't sync to bye 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 or was that the other boy Ben anyways. I think it was um, back doing good. Yeah. yeah no doing good because regardless sunday we we haven't lost a game when we get to yeah. sunday we we didn't win we didn't yeah, lose, and I feel great about that for my sanity for uh my household a lot of things that i, I have you know good feelings about, but to buy week we we still need to respect the biz in a sense and and do our thing so because of that we're gonna um we're gonna tailor this podcast a little differently, what you're used to you're used to uh preview used to a preview of who the Raiders are matching up against not matching up against anyone with the bye week so we're going to shift gears a little bit as always we'll get into our modal locks Mike is going to go through his I'll go through mine I do want to note we have a special guest first guest most famous guest first in the world first in our hearts we have B Bauer on the pod B Bauer say hello
2: absolute pleasure to be here boys thanks
0: for the invite Sorry about right that, cut boy. Maybe next yeah. time. It, it was something that he earned, you know, and, and I wanna I want to make that clear. He yeah. it wasn't a wasn't a raffle, wasn't a gift. This isn't charity. This is what he earned from his cold hard dedication to the RTP squad to the podcast. So that's why he's here. So along with the mortal locks, Micah and I are gonna give ours as we want to stay true. And B Bauer is gonna jump in with a little bit of a mortal lock, but a parlay. So a parlay for some people that don't know. It's multiple games factored in, whether it's the money, money line, which is just pick them, or you go to um, spread, which is points along with it. So Mike and I traditionally do points. Um, we'll pick a team versus another team. We got to take the points. So when is going to gonna give us a parlay with multiple games, excited to get that going. So we're going to the moral locks of the week. After that, we're going to get into, because our special guest is here, we want to treat him the right way. We're going to get into our first guest interview with B. Bauer. I'm going to roll through some questions so the listeners can get to know him a little bit better. Excited for that. Once again, we're treating our guests the right way. He's going to read the listener questions as so many submissions. We we had to cycle through a lot of them. We had to really factor in what are the most applicable to this podcast. He's going to read those off. We're going to get those answered. We'll take you home from there. So after all that, Micah, your mortal lock week five before I go there. You week six. week six. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Week six. Good catch. You are four and one. Mm-hmm. I am three and two B Bowers. O and L. He has a chance to have the highest winning percentage <laughs> if he locks us in, but don't let that fool you. Week six, more lock of the week. What do you got?
1: So First off, just want to welcome him with open arms. Like you said, he's done a lot to be here as the RTP, L-O-T-Y. He has had our backs. He's had our, you know, the he's podcast in mind and, mine, and our fronts as well. Yes. He has submitted questions. He's done, done everything. He's really deserved this. I just want to thank you guys for being with me when I'm watering my lawn,
2: when I'm walking my dog, when I'm changing the diapers, I've got you guys with me in my earbuds that entire time. And it's just so great to see how the sausage gets made here in this zoom meeting. So
1: thank you guys for having me again. Of course. Yeah. And it, it feels, it feels good to us that you allow us into your life in those times. So we, we really appreciate those, those words. Um, So getting into my mortal lock of the week, I am going with the Arizona Cardinals against the Dallas Cowboys at a minus 2.5. The Arizona Cardinals are not frauds as you know, Andy initially put them on that hot seat potentially last week. The Cowboys They're running with the the red rifle, the red rocket, red rifle, whatever his nickname is, Andy Dalton. And the only thing that has kind of kept Dallas in the run for the most part and keeping with teams and, and whatnot is the fact that their offense has just been slinging the ball all over the place. Dak is just putting up stupid numbers and Dak is no longer there. So I think... You're looking at it, and that's essentially the Cowboys getting the home field advantage, making it so close in that spread. But I think Arizona runs away with it. I think they definitely beat them by a field goal or more. Wow, that's big time. Cardinals
0: traveling. I think you're underestimating the Red Rocket. That guy's got some things. I don't know. Yeah, he's got t- more talented wide receiver group than he ever had in Cincinnati. Is Ezekiel Elliott, and well, his defense sucks. So yeah, I feel good about the Cardinals bet there. Good stuff.
1: He also has red hair.
0: That's true. So. I, I think we forgot to factor that into these. So um, <laughs> we don't discriminate hair give...
1: color here, by the way, I apologize. We're going to no. Reserve my
2: comment on your take for my mortal lock. Cause you might, my mortal parlay, cause you might be seeing that game featured in some way in my parlay. So I will reserve from some comment there.
0: I mean, we are two and a half minutes in, and this guy is already teasing the next segment. <laughs> and I'm so, so excited oh, about that. Tickler's
1: all over the place.
0: That's right. Well, here we go. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go to mine. And, and I want to thank everyone for the folks that maybe got off the bus, but just held on to the side, you know, the ones that got off my train and just held on because you trusted that I was going to take you to the promised land. I went, Oh, and two, I got three in a row. I feel back. I feel better than ever. I feel super good about that. So where I'm going to go is a little contrarian to how I usually do. I love the underdogs. Okay. I, I then shipped it over to some points like the Seahawks, like the Cardinals of last week, I shifted over some favorable points and I'm like, you know what? (sighs) Do less. God bless. That's kind of where I'm at, right? I want to just be able to just coast in. So I'm going to attack a game on the 10 a.m. slate West coast time. I want this to be over by the time church zoom is over. I want this to be done and I want to feel good going into Monday night. So Mike is going to leave himself on the hook again for a Monday night clash. I'm going to stay at 10 a.m. Sunday morning. I'm going to go. Ravens minus seven and a half on the road against the Eagles. Here's why the game might be close. Only a touchdown and a a half point. Okay, come on, son. What happened is Eagles stayed close in a game with the Steelers where the Steelers were boat racing them for the most part. And they just decided to blitz Carson Wentz, which he's a lot better against the blitz than he is against just a zone coverage where he has to go through his reads. The second the Steelers stopped doing that, they adjusted that's when they got the big stop, ended up winning by, I think it was nine, fine there, right? The Ravens have not looked really that sharp, come off a bad loss against the Chiefs, go into town against the R-Words Washington team of last week, kind of kept them in the game, is kind of a weird cover, They ended up doing well. I think this is the week that the Ravens right the ship. I think this game isn't even close. I think, first of all, the Eagles, what's the dude's name? Travis Fulgram. Belgium. I don't. Mean, who knows? Who knows even what that guy's name is? Okay, they have nobody. They have no Ashawn Jeffrey, no Deshaun Watt, Jackson. Zach Hertz is probably hurt or crying somewhere. Who knows? Dallas Goddard banged up. They have nobody. It's Carson Wentz, Miles Sanders. Don't love that matchup. I don't even care if you're at home. Eagle secondary is awful. Mark Andrews is going to eat. Marquise Hollywood Brown is going to eat. This game is not going to be close by halftime. You're going to see a lot of J.K. Dobbins, a lot of Mark Ingram if he's healthy. And let's just sprinkle in whatever that dude's name is. Chase, not Edmonds, because that's the guy on the Cardinals. Who even cares? He's going to run the ball. They're going to win the clock. It's Gus Edwards. Thank you. Another one, Bauer. Great job. So I just don't think this game's close. I I just want to be able to just ride a favorite on the road. If this game was in Baltimore, they would be 10.5, 11-point favorites. It wouldn't even be close. Ravens by a landslide feel great care to comment boys
2: i love the pick i think the eagles are absolute garbage and they just looked um i mean you play against a weak team like the niners uh the other day it's going to pump you up a little bit um i think that's just false confidence when it comes to the baltimore ravens who sure maybe a little overhyped i think lamar jackson kind of falling back to reality but i I think that's a uh, that was one pick that i was considering myself
1: the Eagles have just been so banged up, so all over the place. Carson Wentz, when you, like you said, when you don't blitz him and make him make decisions, doesn't do too well. Just like me picking the Bengals to cover against the Eagles, no problem with the Ravens covering here.
0: You guys want to know who the best team in, in the NFC East is? Uh, the,
1: the Eagles. The LA Rams. Oh.
0: The LA Rams. They're in the NFC West, and they're 4-0 against the NFC East. That, oh. that division is just garbage. Mm. I don't buy it. I don't buy this Eagles hype feel great about the pick Um, because I feel so good. I would fade me if I were you. If you're listening, I would fade me right now. Maybe take a little bit more points if you want. Um, That's where I'm at. I'm going to pass the baton to our lovely guest, B. Bauer. Give me your mortal lock parlay. So it
2: only makes sense that I'm going to go 0-3 here, but I'm going to act confidently right now, knowing that behind this confidence is a whole bunch of doubt that I will be insecure about the rest of the week. So we'll start off with, Green Bay versus Tampa Bay. I wanted to get some research in uh, that Green Bay was uh, minus one favorites. To that, I thought that seems too good to be true. I looked into it. It turns out Green Bay 4-0 and o against the spread right now. Mm. And so I feel like that was enough for me to continuously look into this game. And I think we're all remembering Tom Brady holding up that four. what is that, two weeks ago? One week last, ago? Last, last week. I can say that I already forgot myself. Maybe I'm getting dementia just like touchdown Tom. Uh, But I think this is just, I think it's too easy of a game, but I'm still going to go with it that I think Green Bay is going to cover that. Not just cover, but score. The spread should be much bigger than just minus one over Tampa Bay. So I'm going to secure them. I'm pretty confident with that one. Uh, After that, I looked at the, as mentioned, Arizona versus Dallas Cowboy game. Like you kind of mentioned, it seems like Arizona is going to be the favorite serve, but I looked at the point spread of 55 points, and I feel like even though Dallas's defense, trash, I mean, it stinks. I still don't think 55 points is enough for even Kyler Murray and Andy Dalton. I want to secure that under right there. That said, oh. Ooh. I think Kyler Murray is going to rush, and this is more so like a bonus play for you guys. Sprinkle a little bit here on Kyler Murray rushing yards, whatever that number is, hit the over, and a rushing TD. If you can access those odds, I'm not going to include that in the parlay. It's just a little for fun. A
1: little yeah. nugget, a little extra nugget a little, a to just. For,
2: for fun. After you win yeah. the Mortal locks from the 10 a.m. game from Andy, here's hoping that it's not also at 10 a.m. this game. <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> um, that's a Monday but, night.
2: Oh, there you go. So you can spend that money on Andy's win. And is your game Sunday night, Micah? No, mine was Arizona Cowboys. Oh, yeah, true. It's
1: <laughs> Which game, is so like we're
2: gonna use our money. That's one from Andy's game and sprinkle that on Kyler Murray rush yards and uh, I think it's a touchdown. You probably I get a little a like fan duel
1: action or something in on those, yeah, on those kind of
2: so uh that's what I'm thinking with my two games. Uh after that, one of the first games that I looked at though were the Niners. And that's just I'm watching them a ton these days, and they have disappointed over and over again. Rams being three-point favorites, I feel like that was a lock. Niners are 0-3 against the spread at home this year. It seems too easy in the sense that I feel like this is the game that Niners rebound. Like, this is the game that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to throw for over 300 yards if he's playing. I'm pretty sure he is. But I just feel like this seems, like, too good to be true. Seems like the obvious pick is the Rams. And so that's why I'm taking the Jags plus three over the Lions. Oh! Because because I'm just terrified of that (laughs) Rams-Niners I'm just going to that's shift gears and just go back <laughs> and just be like, Jags plus three, that just makes too much sense.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's, <laughs> that was actually, that was one I was contemplating back and forth, but that was probably the greatest delivery I've ever heard at it. Yeah. So Jags
2: Appreciate. plus three over Lions to <laughs> lock it in. So again, Jags plus three, the Dallas, uh, Ram, not Rams, Cardinals under and Green Bay minus one over the Bucks.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's, that's that was phenomenal. Great. <laughs> I love that. I love everything about what you just said. Um, we'll, we'll figure out what the player props are um, for Kyler Murray, but that's just an added nugget. If you want, if you want to make it a four, four team, four game yeah, parlay, I, I you wanted can do to that.
2: add that into the parlay, but I don't know if you can do that, but it's just like whatever the Kyler Murray rush yards is, he's going to, he's going to get over that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's whatever your betting platform is. So if you want to sw- swipe up, you can access that on RTP pod. Do we have that Micah?
1: No, nah, no, we right. do not. Unfortunately. We do
0: not have that platform. But California I would just is say not maybe
1: one of those states that allows us to do so.
0: Sure. Speaking okay, of Kyler cool,
2: Murray, but, uh, not in Oakland day anymore. He yeah. drafted them.
1: But, that, is there some, okay. animo- is there animosity still there? Uh,
2: but Hey,
0: I, I've you got, got your,
1: you got your money back, right?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's just go through this one more time for the listeners or the readers, however you want to categorize them. I call them readers. Micah goes Cardinals minus two and a half Monday night football, You got to wait till Monday to get that action. If you want to get in early, hang out with me, hang on to the bus. Baltimore minus seven and a half at the Eagles. Feel great about that. Brett's parlay. If we want to recap, we are going to go Jaguars.
2: Jaguars. Oh, sorry.
0: Yes. Packers. We're going to go Packers minus one. The additional one was the under of the Cardinals game, right? Under 55 and a half for the Dallas Cowboys and Cardinals. Um, and then the third one was Jaguars plus three at home, Detroit Lions, Matt Patricia's, the big fatties. We'll take them. Cool. All righty. Well, so that's your mortal walks of the week. Please subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, and then don't swipe up on our platform because we don't have one. Find a platform, get these parlays in, get these bets in. You are sure to make money. So what we're going to do is we're going to move into B. Bowers interview. Before we do that, though, we're going to get what this interview this segment is sponsored by Micah. Take us away.
1: Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, This wonderful, fantastic interview, uh, first ever interview for the Raider Take podcast is brought to you by Rise Collective. Rise Collective is a company brought together by two friends who had a vision of bringing you high-end service with a friendly hometown atmosphere. Whether you wanting a simple tight fade like Josh Jacobs, stylish cut like Foster Moreau, or something unique to you like Henry Ruggs, Rise Collective Salon has you covered for all your game day cuts. Located at 760 Camino Ramon in Danville, Rise Collective adheres to the highest standards of cleanliness and sanitation, so you can be sure your visit will always be handled with your safety in mind. Visit risecollectivedanville.com to book an appointment with Deanna or Ashley. Once again, the website is risecollectivedanville.com. Rise above the competition. Very good. Good stuff.
0: Rise Collective just got my hair done by them this past week. It looks phenomenal. It's a podcast. You can't see me, but just say no. It looks great. I am taken. I have a wife. I have a baby. I've had sex. Don't come at me, but I would go to there if you are looking for a nice fade, Foster Monroe style, or Henry Ruggs. Up to you.
1: Congrats on the sex. So thank you.
0: Thank Did you. offer them Mark uh, Davis? Y- yes. Hmm. But do, the one thing have, is-
1: They do is, take is custom your... re- requests, so you could very well ask for that. You have to bring your own P.F. Yeah. Changs, though. <laughs> that's- that's a hilarious is what I was exactly going to say. You have
0: to bring your own. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the kind of alignment that we have on RDP. As B Bauer knows, he is directly aligned there too. So great read, great sponsor. So psyched for them. We are still working through. Thank you so much for your outreach of our sponsors. We're still working through them. We're trying to be conscious, make the right decision on our next sponsor. Don't you worry. We'll get back to you. Email is a little backed up. We'll get through to you. Uh, Monday was columbus day or in indigenous day that too is a thing so we're going to get to B. Bauer's interview
1: italian appreciation day
0: that also um b bauer welcome to the pod you've already made a great appearance so far how are you feeling going into this interview uh, going into it quite nervous
2: i mean it's it's i've always heard to not meet your heroes and your celebrities but i feel like this was such an opportunity that i needed to take it and so far it's it's been amazing It's just gracious hosts I definitely appreciate the warm welcome.
0: Well, good. We could say the same about you, um, but in this case, we're your hero, so you're welcome. So let's just let's just jump right into it, if you don't mind. Everyone's wondering. Everyone is wondering when did you first when did you first fall in love with the RTP podcasting? Uh,
2: I mean, how can you not say the preview episode, listening to Micah's sultry voice uh, just <laughs> over the airwaves? Uh, that's when I just like stopped what I was doing, dropped the leash of my dog. And the dog ran away. Um, I was fortunately able to corral it. Uh, but just listening to that opening preview of what to expect, it was sold. Instant retweet, instant like, instant subscribe, instant comment.
0: Yeah. Did when you listened to that preview, did it feel like you're listening to a podcast preview, or did it listen, or did it feel like you're listening to like an introduction to smooth jazz or smooth R and B?
2: It was this perfect blend of. It was more so this like hypnotic trance that i've never felt that uh just kind of made me feel like great in as some may say all the right appropriate places uh, specifically just my soul and so uh, a combination of, yeah just more so this
0: hypnotic trance that uh came over me and just again i'm hooked excellent we thank you for that We thank you for your instant gratification and your instant subscribing unsubscribing resubscribing commenting liking all of what you mentioned second question once again, I received a lot of these from the fans that I've been reaching out to, doing a lot of marketing. Um, very jealous people. They want to know when did your Raider fandom truly begin?
2: Uh, it's got to go back to a, as a kid growing up. I, I was born with a dog, a black lab named Raider, in the household, and uh, so this is after mm-hmm. my dad who. Unfortunately, fortunately, raise me a Raiders fan, right? There has been, as we know, a ton of pain in our lives. And we kind of wear that as a badge of honor. Uh, fortunately, for some, you have other sports in which your teams are champions. I do not. So it's just still uh, definitely a badge of honor. You just kind of have to recognize and wear it uh, with pride. But so, yeah, growing up, Raiders fans, uncles that would get together. My uncle Ronnie had season tickets, or uh, not anymore, but had season tickets until they left Oakland. Uh, license plate Raider Ron on his truck, silver and black, of course. And so just born into the Raider family.
0: Yeah, that sounds a lot like um, at an early age, you were just committed to excellence. And that makes me feel happy on the inside. Thank you for sharing that. Um, This was a random question that I thought I needed to include. Um, So it's a little off off base of the Raider focus that we have. But um, this listener said, hey, B. Bauer, nice haircut. Seems like you got it a week maybe 5 or 7 days ago he says i was reading the guinness book of world records the other day right as we all do and he said one thing i did stumble on is that there was a record completed in dublin california for 122 straight completions of an aerobie frisbee between three individuals and you happened to be one of them listed which somehow you got ahead of in the times that you were in and the guinness book of world records listed you as b bauer do you care to comment on that world record
2: uh i would definitely love to and in any record that you speak of whether it's 20 straight victories from the oakland a's i mean i can compare it to that the oakland a's when they won 20 straight were not the best team in baseball that year but what they had was team spirit great uh, uh high energy team team chemistry is what we're looking for and that's what that team of three had we may not be well Two of them were. Um, There was an Andrew McDonald and a Tate Ditto. Shout out Tate Ditto on Twitter. It was the team chemistry that brought us to the park that day and uh, that made us secure that bag that we obtained after of the coupons for uh, free Subway sandwiches for breaking the world record. And so, I mean, it was just one of those things that everything we must have listened to Micah on a podcast to just get us in the right mood and just absolutely crush it uh, that afternoon going into the evening, a record that will never be broken because nobody will ever uh, have that team chemistry of Parkwood Avenue, the Parkwood boys.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people were, were really, once, once this was submitted, they did say, Hey, we checked the facts on that date. We checked the weather. There was rain in the forecast. There was a light drizzle in the morning and there was some afternoon showers. How did you complete that in such unwelcoming circumstances?
2: Didn't even notice it. Didn't even phase me because we we're in such a zone. The only thing that did phase me is uh, if you do remember, I think it was. Uh, I mean, it was just the lightning that uh, kind of blinded me for a second, which is why I might have not caught that last frisbee. Uh, it must have been the lightning or or something because there's no other explanation for what could have happened. I would okay, cool. I, there's no way that I would have pulled a Nelson Aguilar Eagles version. I it would typically be a Nelson Aguilar Raiders version that day.
0: Correct. Some would say it was lightning. Some would say it was a bad exchange um, from the counterpart. Who knows? All we know is that if we were a part of that team, we would want you to secure lock down, and end the Guinness Book of World Records. Thank you for commenting on that. I know it's it's not a lot of thing that you want to bring up. Mike, do you have anything to say about that?
1: Yeah, I just had just a little piggyback question. Um, do you think that you would attribute your drop to the high stakes of the free Subway sandwiches, knowing that you were potentially getting that and that being what you percent?
2: Yeah, I knew we had the Subway sandwiches. I was hungry. We were there for a few hours. It's like, let's just go eat, right? We already yeah. won the championship. Not the best attitude at the time, but enjoyed my meatball sub.
1: Yeah, you got the bag. That's all that matters.
2: Mm-hmm. So Heard that
1: with chips. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the chips were in the bag as well.
0: Sometimes complimentary cookie. Um, all right, let's move on to the next question. Um gotta flirt for this, that. W- this was one that we um, I was conflicted on. Okay, because you know, we we sit here, we stand by Raider Nation, we stand by our podcast, we stand by our brand. But because I was so interested, someone said, Hey B Bauer, first of all, great, great world record. I wanted to comment on that. This is what they're saying. I wanted to comment on that, but because of that, I had to do more research, more reconnaissance on your background. Have you ever been a part of Banter Sports? So
2: uh, you must be talking about an original podcast from a few years back uh, that stood for uh, Baldwin? No, Brett, Andrew, Nick, and Tate. And yes, uh, Banter Sports was a great podcast, kind of like the... Barstool Van talk of its time. It was kind of a one and done. Lots of hype going into it, and then you know, canceled there's...
0: very quick. Yeah, it
2: canceled way too quickly. Uh, that's just you know the people that are up top that saw us climbing up the charts wanted to shut us down as quickly as possible. Took away our IP, and uh, that was just the end of it. It's too bad.
0: Yeah, very too bad. And, and thank you for addressing that. Um, I guess if, if if I were to add on that question, um, who would you say was the best? maybe the RTP listener of the year of banter sports?
2: Um, well, it would have to be the person that won the Colin challenge. And so in banter sports, we had a call-in. The first listener to get to this part would win a Dallas Braden perfect game bobblehead. And uh, that would have to be, oh my God, he's here with us today. It is Micah McDonald. Mike mcdonald you were the, the the number one caller of Bander's sports Look at this.
1: I was. It, it's all come for a full circle now, and I <laughs> yes. I couldn't be more proud to be rocking that Dallas Braden bobblehead still mm-hmm. in the box, just chilling, just looking at it every single mint day, and dish. mint condition, mint condition, just <laughs> knowing that I won over everyone else that yes. tried calling in. Like I was the one that got to win that, and. I think we even have an official Commemorance Day picture of me receiving my gift as well. So that was very near and dear to my heart.
0: We do. And, and, And you know, from what I've heard about that day, phone was ringing off the hook. It was like call center at peak 2 p.m., bay alarm, everyone's grandma just fell, phone was ringing off the hook, right? So congratulations to you, Micah, Brett, great experience. No, I mean, no surprise as to why you're so good on this podcast, but- We'll, we'll move on to the next question. So this was just uh, just another listener question. Just curious on your thoughts. Excited that you were a part of this. B. Bauer, give us your take on the Raiders' season up to this point.
2: I mean, you got to say promising. Promising with, um, especially when I feel like we haven't had games in which we're full squad, full health, and just the fact that we had, I mean, as close to healthy as we have been all year against the Chiefs and the level of production that they had, this has kind of been like, can t- say like the script that Gruden has laid out for us and what the stories or uh, yeah, just kind of what has been said. So it's just great to see. And especially listening to what um, I think I had, there was somebody on the podcast was talking about what Rugs does to the team uh, that doesn't necessarily show up on the statue. And I think that is so true that even when he has just two catches in the game, yes, he has 70 plus yards or was I, that might've just been a 70 yard catch, but like how he just opens up the offense or opens up the defense, whichever one it is. Um, And like how everyone else is able to, to produce cause they are so worried about rugs and just as, although he only shows up in the stat sheet in like maybe two or three plays, what he does to the offense is incredible. And you can definitely see that in the few games that he has played. Sure. Small sample size, but the wins have been great. And so you can only say promising.
0: Absolutely. I think what, what you're talking about is, is the, theoretically why we drafted Henry Ruggs to where we're executing it and what it's actually producing, which is few and far between from what we've done with our draft picks. When we've said, Hey, this is why we're doing this. And it actually comes to fruition. That's a great point. B Bauer. You can tell he's a die-hard Raider fan. You can tell he listens to the pod. Can't tell you how excited I am. I've actually year. brought up um, that point.
2: I, I bring up your points in conversations with other people. And it's like, I, I take credit for it. And they're like, Oh, he's a Raider. it's like, I just listened to RDP boys. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> We would we would actually like to say that a lot of what we think and how we feel is really how you guys feel. We we speak to our audience. We speak to a lot of things that maybe you want to say or and don't say, or maybe what you do say and don't get credit for. So I'm actually gonna back you on that. And I think you should take credit for that because I know that you felt that and I know you believe that. So we have our second to last question, and this was from me. I, I had to get on here. I had to get on the list. This is the only question I submitted throughout this whole interview. And um I'm someone that once again, hand up. Like to, like to account for things. I just want to be better. I want to be better for you. I want to be better for Micah. I want to be better for everyone. So, just some feedback. How can we improve this podcast? In your mind, how can we get better? How do you make the statue of David better? Well, I mean, I guess there's some
2: very clear reason how you can make it better. <laughs> but like, it's just like when it's like small perfection. dick, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I guess that was one way Uh, uh Michelangelo could have. Is it Michelangelo or was it Donatello?
1: I think, I think uh, it was Rafael. The <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're all working on it. Master Splinter. Um, so, <laughs> just, <laughs> how, how, just how do you make something better than it? Yeah, that's already kind of spot on. I guess you could say. Morby Bauer. No, probably less. I have nothing on the top of my head right now. And so I think that's a good thing.
0: Thank you. Well, we encourage you to think about that. We encourage the listeners to think about that because. Mike and I want to get better. I will counter yours, and I think we do need more B-Bauer. I think the fans will agree. We'll see what the ratings are um, as we can accurately see that. We can see where Russia is viewing us. We can see where Croatia is viewing us. We can see a lot of things. So we'll, we'll look at the metrics. We'll look at the pie chart, and we'll get back to you on that. But thank you. I want you to consider consider that because because we do want to improve here. The last question, and this was overwhelming. This was something that I, I got so much – from our listeners, from our readers and viewers that I had to include. Simply put, why do you hate Cubboy925?
2: I mean, he's, when you come at the king, you best not miss. And he's been coming at me and he's been missing like crazy (laughs) with his questions. (laughs) Like, how, how dare you try and take my crown and try and bring up questions that are just, they're just not great. Um, and so it's like, I, I would say it's nothing personal, but it absolutely is personal.
1: Sounds 100% God. personal.
2: Yeah, it's 100% personal when it comes to the RT Plotty. I'm not sure if I'm kind of worried that Cubboy is like your nephew or <laughs> like something, but since I still don't have
0: a name. But it, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can assure you he's not a family team. member, so okay. you're not going to offend us. We probably wouldn't have included our nephew in this. Okay. Um, really provocative. We are actually influencing this debate and this this feud. So continue, but it's not. Okay. A so then,
2: record. yeah, then he sucks or she, this <laughs> listener. I mean, especially Cubs fan. Come on, like make it to the playoffs. Oh no, they didn't make it to the playoffs. Well, advance farther than wildcards, wild Wildcard series one time, right? Like the A's did, and then <laughs>
0: lost. It, is, it is what it is. Uh, you can cut okay. that. <laughs> no i think that was that we was perfect. nothing that was like exactly what we needed thank you so much we're you know so happy need? to have you go cupboy
2: you don't need cupboy anymore
0: <laughs> it would it it would be a shame i would i would say this it would be a shame if, if we did feature him on a pod that would not be good for the feud that would not be good for you personally i mean we we, we there's still a lot of things we need to discuss i would love to, to, to hear
2: what cut boy has to say
0: Okay, because so do you I, want them on the
2: podcast? I've had trouble sleeping recently, and so that would definitely just, like, knock me out if if I could just listen to Cub Cubboy talk on the podcast. So, yeah, no, sure, bring him on. Okay,
0: so it's either Cubboy's week takes or Micah's sweet, sweet jazz in the preview that'll Ooh. put you right to sleep and get Ooh. you in a good... Yes,
1: yes, that.
0: My, Micah's will either make you go to sleep or just make you
1: wander yeah, onto no, the wall, so that, that that's the... That, that's, that,
0: that's uh, that's never sure down. what you're getting. Exactly. <laughs> Well, well, thank you. That's all the questions that the listeners had, the readers had, the viewers had, subscribers, everyone incorporated there, the homies of the RTP. I keep saying RTP pod, which it's a rate or take podcast, but I'm just going to keep calling it the RTP pod.
1: The, the rate take podcast podcast.
0: Exactly. That's so, RPMPs is what it is. So. We're just double down in there. So we're going to get to um, the last segment here, which is because we have such a gracious guest that he has cut out a lot of his personal time here. We're going to let him read our listener questions. B. Bauer, what I would encourage you is to jump in. Jump in to what your take is on the questions. Feel free to chime in. I might bring you in as well, but read some questions. We're going to answer those. Mike is going to close this.
2: All right, this is B. Bauer with the questions of the week. Question number one, Gruden is 0-2 oh, coming off bye weeks this go-around. What is it that the good teams do to make the most of the extra week of prep?
1: Last year, we are coming off the bye against the Packers, which we almost won that game. It was very close for most of it. The year before that, it was against uh, uh, Andrew Luck ran uh, Colts team. I think that the biggest thing is that we see the difference as far as Gruden's teams this year, to those last two years. I feel like we have a lot of talent around it. We've got guys that are completely all in and like ready to work you know, as soon as they need them to, you know, they get their time off with the buy, but this team's all in. I think the good teams know how to go into their buy resting, but also prepping. I think that we've got a lot better team to do that this year in general, just focusing more on our team as well. I think they're just always in a mode of like, okay, we're going to enjoy this time that we have as a buy, this off time, this time to rest, all this stuff, but we still are focusing on the task at hand and kind of always having it in the back of your head and really focusing on it while you're not actually in the facility doing things specifically. So I think it's just having a team and you know camaraderie within everybody, just knowing that we're here, to, we're also here to work and we're going to focus on this even when we're not all together.
0: Yeah, I like that. I mean, and I agree with that. And that's, that's more about the, um, I guess, culture of of a team. It's more about the structure of the team and how they're built out. Um, A lot of that was based on timing and anticipation with injuries and things like that, that might add up. But I think a part of the question is, is addressing just theoretically, how do the great coaches separate themselves? Because there is a clear division of of great coaches that excel after by compared to average or mediocre coaches. So um, I think you addressed a great point, which is the culture, and then the team building aspect of it. I'll take the other side, which is more theoretically, strategically, and and really, I think what it comes down to is I, I don't even think it's a buy. I don't think it's a bye week for for those teams. I think for the great teams, it's it's a seventeen week plus commitment. They're saying, hey, this is what we ask of you. Don't go to Cancun for a week, like you mentioned. It's it, it's a it's a bye week, but there's it's prep, right? So I think a lot of prep goes into that. Um, I think when you build out. If you think of a week schedule, you play Sunday, you have Monday off traditionally, right? Tuesdays walk through, Wednesday or Thursday is full pads or whatnot, right? Injury report comes out, things like that. And now consider that you have two of those weeks. So you can take those two weeks and combine them into either more padded sessions if you need it or more film study, things like that. I think the best coaches are able to figure out what their teams need. I think the best coaches are able to figure out Hey, I feel like we feel good about the players that we have and the health of what we have, so we're going to do more film and more breakdown and more strategy and uh, structure around how we're going to attack. And then the other teams that may need a little bit more rest or maybe a, a little bit more preparation in a sense of full contact, um, they're going to get out on the field a little bit more. So I think the great coaches are able to understand a lot of what you mentioned is is their team and how they operate, but also treat that week as a working week. They treat that as a week that where they are still preparing. Whether they play on Sunday or the next Sunday for that next opponent, um, Andy Reid historically is—I believe—he's undefeated after a bye, or if not, he's had one loss. But it's because he's always in attack mode, as you can see how his team operates. Um, and so, because of that, they're going to, like you mentioned, demand and require a lot of their players' commitment level, and also be able to assess their 53-man organization around what they need at what time. Um, and I think that goes into a lot of it. So. You can either either use that time to reward your players if if needed, or you can use that time to prepare in more sense. And because the other factor too is, right, if you have maybe your offense is healthy and you get in a good film study, right, but your defense is a little banged up. So then one of your corners, one of your DNs, and and weak side linebackers banged up. So they're spending time in the training room compared to in the film session, right? So being able to assess those particular parts of each positional group and each defensive and offensive side of the team, is critical. So I think the best coaches really understand how their team is actually broken down and what they need at what time. So once again, I agree with you about a lot of those things, but that's kind of my take. I think it's more like you mentioned cultural, but leadership and being able to um, understand your team collectively. So B Bauer, anything on that? I mean, I think you guys nailed it. I, I wouldn't have anything else to add. Sorry. We're good. hope that answers the question. And and just so you know, that question was from at Mel Dreamy, one of our biggest fans, biggest haters.
1: Fans I don't know how
0: to call him. Well,
1: yeah. Probably we'll, most we'll, passionate, uh, or more we'll, passionate. We'll figure out what his what fans. What, even if, whether it's constructive <laughs> or not, <laughs> the, a, the criticism <sighs> is we, it comes from love is what it comes from.
0: Yeah, I, I would say that he wouldn't have had much of an answer for one through four and six of the interview questions for B Bauer, but for number five, <laughs> the feedback of the podcast, he may have had a well, little bit Well, maybe that's say, why I didn't have but, anything
2: to say, because he said it for me. You know, you wouldn't be where you are today without that feedback. There you
0: go. That's true.
2: Uh, question number two we have, uh, who is someone you hated playing against that has since retired, or you can take it as a current player that you cannot wait for them to to retire?
1: Yeah, uh, I'll take the take the helm on this one uh, mine would be none other than jamal charles uh running back for the chiefs i feel like every single time that we played them he had three rushing touchdowns six receiving touchdowns close to 200 all-purpose yards it just seemed like he tore us apart no matter what he did um they just got the ball in his hands and he just ran all over the place you know as a receiver as a running back he just it didn't matter what it was he he could have fractured his knee the week before and still came out and just like put up a monster game against the Raiders so he has since retired but uh yeah that that would be my guy just because it was so frustrating just knowing we were going up against him and the double
0: J-A-M-A-A-L like yeah
1: I feel like that's pretty I feel like it's pretty standard for uh, running backs named Jamal in the NFL but
0: yeah no it was um it was tough going against that guy and it, it just felt like a track meet every time we played him but um. So you took someone former. I guess I'll go the opposite. Is is who we're currently against, and it's Patrick Mahomes, and and it can't be anyone else. And for my for my money, but it's it's so crazy going against him every week. Not every week, twice a year. But even last week, I was up late trying to figure out if my take about the Raiders' defense prepping against Patrick Mahomes was actually accurate. That's how much Patrick Mahomes is accepting himself into my brain, even when I sleep, Freddie Krueger style. But he's just someone that you worry against. Cause he can, even if you get him off script, he can, he can create and you can say what you want about the Raider game. But I think a lot of that had to do with, with the people around him with their defense and not about Patrick Mahomes. He's just someone that you just look at and you're like, we're going to have to frickin' deal with you for the next 10 years. And that's going to suck. You know, Phil Rivers was someone who were like, we're going to have to deal with you for the next 10 years. And you're kind of like stoked about it. You know um, that's someone who you just be like, no, just, go to another team. Oh, do you want Le'Veon Bell? Sure. Add him to your team just now. Fine. Whatever. Like that sucks. You know, that just sucks. So Patrick Mahomes is the guy. And, and it, it just sucks that he, I, it sucks that I like him. It sucks that I think he's so awesome and that we have to go against him twice a year, which can completely ruin our season. But you know, that's how I feel. Two chiefs. Um, I think a uh, participant in that could have been Ladanian Tomlinson chargers who just killed this every time but i digress
1: i was Bauer, just gonna Bauer, add to Michael. to your point of like that it, it just sucks that patrick's Mahomes patrick mahomes is a great guy is that i think the only real way that that even evens out is that his brother and his wife are so insufferable so i think that's the only thing that humanizes the situation is you got to have mm-hmm. something that balances out
2: 100% cannot agree with you more. I wasn't sure if you were aware of that situation or not, so I wasn't going to bring it up. So it's bad. bad. So it's bad. bad. So bad.
0: Oh, man. He does sound like Kermit the Frog, too. So, like, you have your, you take the good with the bad. What do we got, B Bauer? What's the next question?
2: And the last question, uh, we'll end off with a kind of a fun one. Uh, if the Raiders season so far was an ice cream flavor, what flavor would it be? And to help you answer this question, as an example, I would describe Cub Boy as skinny vanilla because his questions don't really bring any excitement to the senses, you know. And so, if you had a a flavor of ice cream to describe the Raiders right now, just take it from there. What would you
0: say it is? I, I guess I guess mine would be, um, you know, no pun intended, but uh, rocky road. You know, I think we have we have the chocolate based ice cream um rocky road is is just a, the definition of the later season um but when you actually break down the rocky road you, you factor in the marshmallow and the marshmallow is josh jacobs The marshmallow is darren waller and henry ruggs you're like oh that's nice that's sweet that's cool i like that but then you like bite into an almond and you're like hmm, i kind of like the almond but like in ice cream you know do i really like the almond in the ice cream I don't know if like, I'm like, maybe I kind of like almonds on the side, maybe just like a a little neat snack. I'm like, Hey, I'm not going to crush Cheez-Its or, you know, goldfish. I'm going to have some almonds, Mm," you know, but when you factor that into my ice cream, when I'm clearly making a bad choice to have ice cream, I don't want you almonds. And that's kind of like our pass rush at times. It's kind of like our bad coverages, miscommunication in the secondary, a lot of those things. So, so I think the, you know, the rocky road really embodies that it's the chocolate foundation what b bauer said where it's like hey i feel like there's promise and i feel like there's optimism i feel like we're going somewhere and then you get into the marshmallow and you're like ooh, okay henry rugs to the house then you hit the almond and you're like why can't we tackle you <laughs> know why do we have bone coverages you know so there's a lot of things that factor into that and that's why i'm going to take rocky road as my raiders definition of the season so far
2: definitely more exciting than skinny vanilla that's for sure
1: well, for me, um, that was a fantastic explanation that you had there, Andy. That was phenomenal. I guess mine is going to be somewhere along similar lines uh, as your explanation. Mine that I picked is caramel chocolate cheesecake by yeah. Ben and Jerry's, um, and here's why: you take your first bite or two, right, and it's like, "Hmm, this is good." You know, I know these flavors. I like these flavors. This is. This is, this is delicious. You know, I I love what I'm getting into right now. We're starting off hot, right? You get into bite three or four. You're like, okay, yeah, still good flavors. And then you get a little surprise. You're like, whoa, there's cheesecake in there. We beat the chiefs. (laughs) Is this too good to be true? I don't know what it is, but I'm liking what I'm tasting right now. But you also know that you've had times like this before where the first few three, four, five bites were absolutely amazing. But once you finish the pint, it was just so it was just you went down a dark path of just ruining a flavor forever for you. So you're kind of weary. And at this point, that's where I'm at is I love all three flavors that have hit so far. You know, the caramel and the chocolate, just the base that you really know you love. You'll eat it every time and it's good. And then the little surprise flavor in the cheesecake. The problem that I have with that is that there's there's really two options. I finished this pint and. I have just ruined another flavor because disappointment just kind of came by it after every bite because it was just sweeter and sweeter or I get diabetes and I'm just <laughs> forever sick. And, but I love it because I've just I've taken the pill and, and I'm, I'm running with it, which is, I feel like that's where I'm going to be regardless, but yeah, uh, I digress on on that side. It sounded like a lot
2: like a high school girlfriend.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's a big. It's a big time. And uh,
2: <laughs> the 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 diabetes. I
1: hope. Yeah. I, hope I hope that one. <laughs> I've never gotten diabetes from an ex, but not yet. Stay tuned.
0: <laughs> oh man. Well, I I think that wraps it up perfectly. I mean, there are ice cream flavors. I just Mumble through that. We have the skinny vanilla, which nobody likes. We have the rocky road, which everyone can feel, and the the cheesecake from Ben and Jerry's. I mean, come much? What are you gonna do? Pick your poison there, blue or red pill. I am Morpheus, right? So, at this point, we're gonna say goodbye. Thank you so much, B Bauer. We appreciate you. Um, any last words for you before we turn to Micah?
2: Hey, no, it's was, it was just absolutely my pleasure and a suck it, cut boy. Wow,
1: contention just from the beginning to the very end, and man, I love it. I'm here for all of it, as much as you know. Cub boys, one of our listeners as well, B. Bowery's earned the right to to be on this pod and say what he wants. So
2: hey, if he apologizes to me, that then we'll be squared away. He didn't really do anything wrong besides just ask questions. But you know, I just I took offense.
1: So yes, the wrong questions. <laughs> yes,
2: the wrong questions, absolutely. Skinny vanilla. But it was absolutely my pleasure. Thanks for having me on.
1: Of course, loved having you on as always. Uh great. Subscribe, review, give us five stars on Apple. You can listen to us anywhere you catch podcasts, Spotify. If I had a a chance for you guys to swipe up, I'd ask you to swipe up on stuff, but we don't have that technology yet. But yeah, we appreciate all the love that we get. Please share this on Facebook, share it on Twitter if you see it, get the eyeballs on it. So glad we could have B Bauer in the flesh slash on Zoom because we're not in the flesh. Shout out
2: Rise Collective Salon.
1: Rise Collective keeping us tight. If man, if, if if Deanna could see my hair right now, she would be going buck wild and mad at me because I need a haircut bad. So I will definitely be hitting up Rise Collective soon, getting on that because they just they know how to do it right and they know how to keep us keep us on our game for all I our don't game
0: breakouts. Bring your own PF changs.
1: Yeah, you gotta bring <laughs> your own PF Changs. And I'm sorry that I stole that from you, Andy. Apologize.
0: That's all right. I mean if you want the Mark Davis, you, you guys know where to go. But <laughs> appreciate y'all. Love y'all, Raider Nation. We got a bye week. Rest easy. Um, we'll see you next week, Monday night. We won't recap the game. We'll get you into something else. We'll get you into a preview pod for the Buccaneers shaping up. Just so you know, we come back from a bye week to Sunday night football at a League Stadium. No fans, but it's going to be a blast.
1: going to be a good one. Can't wait for it. And uh, we will uh, talk to y'all later.